I dude, there's a dent in my car that I because I punched it because like I was trying to back my car out and like they were cutting trees down and I uh-huh. thought I, I thought I was stuck. So I just went and I punched my car and they just looked at me and they're like, You can still back out and I was like, Oh, okay. And, like I just fucking put and there's a dent on the side of my car, you know, on the door from me punching it so much. The thing that you lift in the middle of the car is broken because I punched it so much. There is a hole in my old apartment that I, I punched a hole in the wall because a Bernie Sanders supporter told me to go outside more. <laughs> and I fucking punched the wall. And I, <laughs> there's a big hole in it. I had to cover it up with a Kurt Vonnegut poster. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> that's that's how angry I used to be. Hey everybody, welcome to Leaving the Tribe, a podcast about people who left an ideology, a way of thinking, a group. Uh, today's episode is with Robin Tran. Um, very funny. She. Uh, battle in season three of Roast Battle and also wrote for Historical Roast um, and she has a, a special on uh, on Hulu. I think it's called uh, you know what, I don't want to give I don't want to give the wrong name but look her up on uh, on Hulu um, Robin Train you can find it a good friend of mine back from when I started in Orange County, and we talked about, we talked about a bunch of different things, we jumped, we jumped, this is probably the episode we jumped around the most, uh, so far to this point, um, but we talk about, she's a transgender comedian, and we talk about that, and changing, uh, you know, not changing, but coming out as transgender, we talk about comedy a little bit, we talk about mental health, um, and uh and and tribalism we do you know we do talk about that it is leaving the tribe and she was great please uh please follow her on uh on all social media at robin tran um very very funny uh sorry at robin tran 04 got to make sure i have the correct plugs yeah at robin tran 04 very funny comedian. Um, and, yeah, uh, thank you again, all of you, for, for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps with the numbers. It helps me get more guests. It it, it People, when, when I ask people, like, hey, you want to do my show? The first thing they're going to look at, unless they're very close friends of mine, is does anybody listen? And uh, they look at the, the ratings and reviews. So always appreciate that uh, you can follow the show on all social media at Leaving Tribe Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow me at GasGasX. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, this episode is up late. I had an episode ready to go uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, and unfortunately, the file got corrupted. So, thank you for your patience. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to get, get that guest back on here because this is the second time it's happened. And I guess it's just the cost of learning how to, uh, operate everything and keep everything organized myself. Um, but, uh, sorry, sorry 
about that, and uh, it's a good episode, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, once again, trying to show the different looks of the show, and uh, we talk about looks itself. <laughs> um, but as a as a trans, I don't know why I'm doing inside references for a thing you guys haven't listened to yet. I got to get better at these intros, guys. I I don't. I I'm not good <laughs> at the intros. Uh, please, uh, um. Please tell a friend. Oh, uh, shout out to Full 90 Design. Uh, they did the artwork for the show, and I really appreciated what they did. It looks very clean. And it looks good. And uh, if you want, if you need some freelance art done uh, for you, I recommend them fully. I've gotten a lot of compliments. They're like, yeah, that, that's good looking, good looking graphic for the show. And uh, he got it done so, so quick. He was very effective. Um, he gave me a bunch of different options, and I asked him to change a couple things. He got it done very quickly. Uh, if you're interested in some quality freelance art done for you, go to full90design at gmail.com and go ahead and email him for rights because uh, he produces quality work. Um, I think that's about it for the intro. I do, I do have an, a special announcement coming up uh, regarding an album recording in Chicago, um, and I'll have more details. I'll give all the details when I have the ticket link and all all that up. Um, but stay tuned if you think you're going to be in Chicago in August. You know, maybe maybe get really excited to watch me do. Stand-up comedy, because <laughs> I am, I swear to God, I am a stand-up comedian. Uh, for those of you who uh, do not know me from my other my other work, and uh, it'll be loud. <laughs> All right, uh, this is this is maybe the worst intro I've ever given for a phenomenal episode and a very good friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, um, very funny, Robin Tran. Enjoy the show. It's pretty. It's pretty frustrating. Yeah. I, I think I've done it. I, I, I've done it twice on accident on this show. Well, it wasn't even white. The I actually wiped one. The other one just like got corrupted. Oh no! Uh, Do they get mad at you? Who? The rest of the Mean Boys? No, no, no. I meant for this show. For oh, the Mean okay. Boy. No, Mean Boys. I've never. I've never ruined a record. Well, besides my jokes, I've never <laughs> ruined a recording. <laughs> Um, but yeah, never the technical side of it. Although I guess people tell me I breathe too heavily into that mic. So oh, really? yeah, <laughs> it's funny, oh, which it's I feel like is a them problem. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's good. Thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's, um, uh, we were just talking about historical roast. Yeah. Because Robin was one of the writers on historical roast. Right. Um and I got to go to a couple of the tapings. It's it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a really good show. Yeah, I was really impressed with how it turned out. Yeah, you never know as a writer because like you you're writing these jokes and then you hear it like a hundred times. 
Right. And all of a sudden, you know, everything after a while is like, is this even funny or am I going crazy? You know? Right. And then you watch the finished product. It's like, okay, this is really good. Yeah. No, I thought because I I got to, I got to, you know, I got to go to the premiere. I got to see the episodes. And one of the episodes I saw taped, too. Yeah. And I thought that one was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I thought they were both, they were both good, but that one was just. You're talking about the Freddie Mercury one, right? Yeah. That's my, that's my favorite one. Yeah, I and I'm I'm uh, I'm in it for a second. <laughs> yeah, you can see Tom in his sweater. Yeah, there's the there's a point where they're like getting someone else's, but you can see my sweater and my chin just <laughs> like it's, it's. I think I said this earlier, but it's, it's when I realize how conspicuous I actually look yeah. and how out of place. I've, oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Uh, that's a fair response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a very fair response. Yeah, everywhere I go, yeah, it's just like, oh, man, I stand out. But it's good for comedy. It's good for stand-up. Right. It's just bad for everything else. Like day-to-day. I yeah. feel like that's a lot of things that are good for stand-up is bad. It's bad for, for everything else? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I don't have to worry about getting the crowd's attention when I go on stage. People, even like at a, at a bar, people will just start like quieting down and going like what the fuck is going on <laughs> what's happening yeah yeah oh my god is, who who is that is that a guy or a girl like you know they get a, a little asian person <laughs> doing comedy and you know, and then i have like 10 seconds of a window to like get their attention right and then yeah and then that's how i uh do well in comedy but man like everywhere else it is awful do, is it just looks or do people say things to you people are just trying to figure me out yeah you know like um what are you doing here? Who do you know? They say, "What are you doing?" No, here? they don't, but their eyes do. Yeah, uh, it's n- it's nothing. Ba- it's nothing malicious, right? It's, it's just, just kind of like a confu- yeah, a confusion. Yeah, it's almost like they're surprised I can speak. You know? Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and your your is that your disclaimer? I was gonna make an is that your Asian disclaimer joke? No, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good uh, confused Asian face. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't want to talk to people, I guess like. <laughs> I'm doing it right now to talk. <laughs> my <laughs> eyes get all big and like I just look shocked and confused. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good confused Asian. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I, I, I blend in and kind of play dumb a little myself when things are going poorly. Yeah, but I think people can tell that I look stressed while I'm doing it, so I don't, I don't know. But people don't really, people don't really. It's more just eyes. They don't really say anything to you. Right. Yeah. They don't really say anything. Would you rather them did if they did or? I like it when people like ask me questions. That, yeah, you know. Yeah, I like that. Like, um, so what are you? What's your deal or whatever? You know, like. What do you tell them? I guess, I guess, I don't. Know, I just tell them whatever I feel at the time. Uh huh. Like, oh, I'm trans or whatever. Right. Um. Oh, I'm a comedian. I don't know. I guess. I guess like it if they're, if they're gonna be confused, just ask me. Right. I don't really mind questions. I used to really mind questions, but I don't really care anymore. Right. I'll, I'll answer whatever because uh, life is confusing, and so am I. So yeah, life is very confusing. Yeah, so why not clear things up for them? No, I think that's. I mean, that's. Uh, I think that's a good attitude. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I about anything, but I think that's a good attitude. It's helpful for me because we're friends, right? And I, there was a while I was like, I hope I don't say anything that bums out Robin because I tend to bum out. And I feel like I bum out everybody. <laughs> And you, you were very under, uh, understanding when I was, uh, you know, confused, right? You know, myself. W- when I first came out, like four years ago, as trans, like, um, for the first, I would say for the first um, two or three years, 
I was offended by a lot because it, it's really tough being trans, you know? I can imagine it's kind of sensitive to be in yeah. that place. And so, like, anytime anyone, like, said Robert by accident, I'd be like, yeah, no, it's Robin, or, like, he or dude, or I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's not he, it's she, and I get so mad. But um, I don't know, maybe it was therapy, or one day I just went, what if I just didn't care anymore? What if I just, like, like let people call me whatever they want? Right. And, and, and when I did that, and I made that conscious decision... Which a lot of uh, progressives probably would hate me for saying this is it, my life got better. I, I'm not sure if it's good for the cause, uh, but I stopped thinking about the cause and I started thinking about how how can I make my life better. And so like if I'm not dressed up and people call me he, I just go like ah eh, whatever. Like they're wrong, but who gives a shit? Right. And when I adopted that attitude, I found that people were more welcoming to me just because like they don't have to walk on eggshells and go like oh I don't want to fuck up. Right. What if I misgender Robin and call Robin Robert or, you know, all that stuff like it kind of goes away. Yeah. Well, you you also you mentioned like you think a lot of people and kind of like the community wouldn't like you saying that. But isn't the purpose of the community to help the <laughs> a bunch of individuals <laughs> have an easier life? Like, isn't that kind of their. I'm not sure if that's what social justice warriors do. I don't know. I don't want to speak for them. I used right. to write I used to write feminist blogs. So I know a lot of them and it's very, the community is great, uh-huh. but you lose your individualism. Yeah. And, uh, how so? Well, you have to kind of, there are rules, you know, and social justice warriors, you know, like, um, progressivism. There's like, you know what I mean? There are rules. It's like, it's like a, like the Bible, like there's rules on how to live by, uh-huh. how to live your life and how people should act and what words to use, and not to use. And that kind of stuff. And I've always been kind of rebellious against every kind of uh, people. Any Anyone telling me what to do, I don't like it. Right. So I come out as trans because I didn't like people telling me, hey, you're a dude. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a fucking girl, you know. <laughs> and then I, I, I come out as trans and the trans community goes, oh, hey, you're trans. So here's how to be trans. I'm like, no, fuck you, too. I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I <laughs> that's what where I am right now. And the thing the thing though is that it's very isolating when you do that. You you get your individualism, but you don't belong in any community really. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's kind of that's kind of that's such an interesting situation to be in where they're they're very accepting, but you have to do it the way they want you to. Yeah, but I think that you know, I think that might be in my head. I think It might be. I don't know. The thing is is that I feel like I'm not trans enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like no. I'm I'm not living the the way that trans people like. There's things called respectability politics, uh-huh. which means like you're nice to your oppressor, you know, and uh-huh. like that's bad. But I kind of just feel like I w- want I want to be friendly to everyone, right? Um, and uh, it's almost like I'm a traitor, like you know, an Uncle Tom, but an Aunt Tom, whatever you can call <laughs> an it, Aunt Tom, <laughs> you know, um. And I feel like that sometimes, you know, like Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air is like yeah. not black enough, and um, I feel like that all the time. But um, it's really rare that the trans community actually treats me that way. They actually treat me really well. They're really happy for my success. They're right. happy that I'm succeeding and that I'm, I have visibility. But I still feel like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not trans enough. You know, like I don't have enough trans friends, and I don't live by how other people, other trans people live, and. Um, I'm just trying to be me. I'm. 
I'm, at some point, I'm going to say something probably. Yeah. Um, but I like I'm I'm curious because I don't really know. I mean, I don't personally. I, I don't know. So I'm very curious. Like what? It's isn't the trans thing. It's an internal thing, right? Trans. Uh, oh, tra- uh, trans. Yeah. You, what do you mean internal? Like it's not. Um, like and once again, I'm I'm cis, obviously. Say 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 whatever you need to say. But like I I mean like a gender because th- you know uh, I I thought and uh, that it was like you know typically genetically like you either have a dick or a vagina and you're a man or a woman like traditionally. Yeah. Uh, and then I th- like I thought um uh like. The trans community said that it's that no that that's not what it is it's in internal yeah it's that's that's that, that's right yeah yeah but I'm confused because now you're ask you're like saying that like but you're not externally oh yeah um I what I'm trying to say is that I am a shitty transgender woman I'm bad at it right I just don't well don't, you know how like you you're not Asian enough. Right, you know, like that kind of thing, uh-huh. but, but with being trans. Okay, you know, like I'm not gay enough, right? Because I, I don't, you know, like like there's like you know Will and Grace. They had an episode where Will and Jack, you know, J- do you ever seen the show? I've never seen Will. And okay, Grace. well, so, well, Will is one of the main characters, and he's uh, he's gay, and uh-huh. then they have a, a a flamboyant. He has a flamboyant friend named Jack. Right, and Jack is really flamboyant. Okay, and there was an episode where where Jack is being really flamboyant at one point and i think will said something like i wish he wasn't such a fag uh-huh. you know and i feel like i'm will sometimes uh-huh. and that's not cool you know like you're like sometimes i feel like um i see some trans people doing something like where like they're right about what they're saying but they're really um i can't believe i'm saying this on the air like they're they're really um pushy right how they get their points across and understandably uh-huh. so and for me, I'm just like, oh, man, this is going to make us look bad, you know? Yeah. And I have that thought, and I'm like, that's a terrible thought to have. You know, you're going to make us all look bad. It's, like, really, a, like, not a cool thought to have. But but what Why? I'm trying to well, – what I'm tr- – because, like, um, who am I trying to impress, you know? Right. Like why why do I why do I care so much about us looking good? Like shouldn't they treat us better? Like why am I trying so hard to get people that don't like me to like me? Right. And the reason I'm doing all this is because like um God, this is I didn't think I was going to get into this. I <laughs> This is going to sound really bad. But America does not have a transgender best friend right now. Yeah. Right. And so like I think I know what you mean by the, that. The gay best friend and all that stuff and the black best friend. And those are like nowadays, like if you're like the gay best friend, you're a stereotype and that's bad, right? Right. But what I'm saying is right now, since transgender is new to a lot of people, there is not a transgender best friend and I kinda wanna be that. Uh uh-huh. and when you're when you wanna be the trans best friend, you're gonna um t- t- throw your own kind under the bus every now and then. Uh-huh. For like long term like visibility, in terms of well, I don't. Here's what's interesting. I don't know the only like because basically you're saying in order to do that you'd have to be kind of like a a stereotype, um, and uh, right, um, likability is really big for me, right? And I think I'm really good at being likable, 
You are. Um, I'm a big fan of you. Oh, thanks, man. I wrote a stat. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about. I wrote a status uh, on Facebook, and it pissed off a lot of trans people. Uh huh. Like a, a lot of trans people, and uh, like at first I got defensive, but then I, re- I read what they were saying, and I got why why they were mad. So there's this thing in Alabama right now, the abortion, right, right, the abortion thing, and um, I was um, I see I saw a lot of trans people, uh, posting like, hey, let's let's remember that women. Um, some women can't get pregnant, uh, and that uh, not all and some men can get pregnant. Right. Let, let's remember all that, right? And I was kind of thinking, like, no, we. Why are we talking about that now? Let's talk about the abortion thing. Well, let's let's talk about that later. That's kind of what I said. Like, kind of shut up about that now. We'll talk about that later after this whole thing gets resolved. Right. And trans people were like, no, we don't want to talk about this later because you're throwing us under the bus. And what they're saying is right. But what I what sure. I was worried about was I was reading that going like, how much resentment is this breeding towards trans people, right? And I worry about that a lot because <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to be likable, yeah. And I don't want people to look at me and go like, are you? Do you think the same thing? You know? And um, you see, that sounds really bad to say. I'm saying this all out loud. And I'm like, man, this is this sounds really bad. I you don't know? think it sounds bad. It sounds confusing like it sounds like a difficult situation to be in because you know and i don't once again i i have no foot in the race other than you know i want my i have several trans friends you're one of them and i mm-hmm. want them to be happy that is my right my, my foot in the, i don't want people to have hate crimes again you know yeah 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 that, that that's as much of a foot in the race i don't have you, you know uh but it sounds like a difficult situation because i think i see where they're coming from at the same point I mean, what you're saying, what both of you are saying is true. That's what I, that's that's the difficulty, and I was heartbroken by how much people, I, how many people I hurt by saying what I said. Um, yeah. But I also, I I also just like, I really want people to like us. See, that's and that's another thing. Like, why do you want, like, why do you want people who don't like you to like you so much? Right. That's kind of what in the back of my mind I'm I'm doing, but I'm like. Because in the long run, it would be good for us because like there's not very many of us. So unfortunately, yeah. and this is not fair, and this is kind of what j- trans people are saying that is true is like is um, nowadays, if one person of one of us does something bad, it's, it, it makes us all look bad. And that's right. not fair. It's not fair. No, and we, sh- not. we shouldn't give a shit about it. And we should just do whatever the fuck we want anyway. But in the pra- pragmatic sense, I'm like, I'm trying to build a comedy career here. And the more likable we are as a group the more people will gravitate towards me and they'll right. watch me and my comedy and then they'll like be inspired to maybe more comedians will come out, more trans people will come out and maybe in like five years, right? When there's more of us who are out in the open and then we can be like, no, fuck you. Like yeah. we want, we want to talk about what we want to talk about now, but I think it's too early uh-huh. because of how few of us there are. Uh-huh. And I never said that like um, to any of my trans friends who were like, why did you write this? And, is I'm like, man, if I said what I really felt, which I'm doing on this show right now, I don't think that they would like the the reason behind it. They would yeah. they would look at me as a traitor, I think. And it's just because you're not. I mean, basically, what you're saying is like, let's think long term on some of the like issues. Yeah. For all of us, I also I also believe like, as like. Like as a community, I feel like the the main goal is like should be to support each other. 
I think well they still they they were mad at me and I thought they were gonna cancel me quote unquote uh-huh. but they were still all very supportive I think I just really hurt their feelings right and I and I don't like hurting people oh it's the worst I mean that's one <laughs> of the bu- it's the, oh no I I've I've had people I've had people that I I genuinely like and I have genuine conversations with them and then they'll be like I want to come to a show and I just know that I'm like hey I really enjoy talking to you. <laughs> But I'm gonna say things on stage, right? Yes, that will that, that will bum you out. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I do a lot of dark material. Yeah, and I'm gonna bring up things that you're not gonna want to hear. You're gonna have a bad time, and yeah. then you're gonna be in that weird, and it's gonna make you feel weird. So let's just not attack, you know. But that's the problem with saying anything. Yeah, if you say anything, someone's gonna be upset with you. Robin Williams had that joke about it, like you make a joke about a pen, and some guy with one eye starts screaming at you. <laughs> You know, yeah, there's right. no, there's no real, real winning, and that's like, how do you balance? I, and it sounds like that's what you're trying to figure out right trying now. Trying to figure out the balance, right? Like, when is it okay to talk about certain things? Like, uh, if a restroom bill came out and trans people can't use restrooms, then I'm like, okay, trans people, yeah, let's all come out yeah. right now. We need to talk about this right the fuck now. It's an emergency. And if anyone uh, on the outside was like, hey, you know. Um, let's not talk about this right now because it makes um, us all progress. It makes liberals look bad. I'll be like, no, fuck liberals right now because right. it's all about trans people. So basically, right. it's about how far you're like when you're when are you willing to speak up and when, when are you willing to be like, hey, let's not speak up now. And I think right, that right. my my thing about let's not speak up now is higher than a lot of other trans people's. I'm willing to be quiet for the cause for a while until it actually like becomes like something that is immediate. Right. Does well, that make sense? No. Not it that it's not that it's not immediate now. Yeah. Because what they're saying is true, like about the abortion thing, and it's like this is about women's rights, and it's like okay, this is really erasing a lot of the trans population from the conversation. I just don't think it's like we should talk about it yet. Like let's let's wait until this whole thing blows over. And then right. Well, it also turns into like, you know, it, it it's a you know it's a woman's rights thing, and then if you go well, it's for cisgendered women who, and then y- y- yeah. you say cisgendered, anyone in the middle of the country who's on the fence, yeah. they just hear words that they've they they don't they, know what that means. Yeah, and they yeah, tune exactly. Out. They tune out. Yeah, they tune out, and you know, it's not. I don't think. I don't think. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say no one who says it's a woman's right is like. Some people, a lot of those people are aware and supportive of the trans community who say it's a woman's right and they're just focused on it's triage. You know what? This is this is my point about the abortion thing. It's strict. It's almost it's predominantly not exclusively, but predominantly a cisgender woman problem. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say, like, uh. It's easier to say it's a women's rights issue. It's like easier for like the mainstream to get behind that yeah. than to say it's it's for uterus havers. You know, like like <laughs> there's no there's no term for it for everyone to get behind. I'm very pragmatic. Right. So th- I was like this with uh, Hillary Clinton, right? When people uh-huh. were criticizing her and saying let's not fucking vote for her because that she did all this 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 and that, and I'm like, hey, look, guys, I agree with everything you're saying about Hillary Clinton. Let's talk about this in December. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that's what, that's exactly the perfect analogy for it. I'm like, I'm not saying let's not talk about this ever. I'm saying let's wait until fucking like let's get rid of the emergency urgency thing first, right? And then we'll talk about the other thing. Yeah. So that's no, all I have that to makes say about sense. that. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of how you have to go about. About these things, because it, it, 
I mean, basically, what it's it's so interesting too, because basically, and I I didn't see the thread and what the you know trans community is saying about it. But basically, they're saying like, uh, what they're saying is the uh, 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 abortion and trans are mostly you know separate from each other, except for uh, trans men and also non-binary people. Sure, right, right. So this is something I have to say that like that I didn't realize when I was saying it is uh-huh. that if you're a transgender man and you get raped and you get pregnant, you probably you're way more fucked than a cisgender woman. Uh-huh. You're way more fucked. Like trans people uh, in the medical field get fucked over all the time. So I didn't think about that when I wrote what I wrote. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, I, I was I was made I was really made aware of that, and that's right. kind of why I was like, oh man, I really I really hurt a lot of people. Right. Um, but strategically, <laughs> point three they're point three percent of the population trans men and cisgender women are fifty percent of the population. Yeah. And uh, you ever watch Twenty Four? No. Jack I know ba- you're big. 24 yeah, Twenty Four fan. fan. Jack Bauer is very like ends justify the means. Right. It's, and uh, that's kind of how I am sometimes. Like I know we're only. <laughs> we're 0.3% of the population we're just 50% of the population <laughs> you know and um, yeah I don't know I think I'm talking too long about this no it's fine it's 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 interesting I wasn't aware of any any of that I guess I'm not I'm not super aware of much <laughs> no this is very this is very inside baseball no it's it's interesting I didn't know any of that happened and I I, it, I didn't think of it because everyone's talking about the abortion stuff right now and yeah. it's it's uh it's weird some of the people who I would never have expected to be uh anti abortion to be anti abortion. Yeah, right. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is, everyone should be against this thing that's happening right now. Yeah. I mean my my I found out I found out not through this but a while ago, I found my mom was very anti abortion. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Wow. You know, and she you know which was is tricky because, you know, I'm not uh, the, the, She's a woman, you know. She, at the yeah, end of the yeah. day, like, I'm the, you know, what I mean, it's, yeah. It's, uh, she's a uterus haver. Yeah, Why she's a uterus <laughs> haver. So I don't, I don't, you know, and it, you know, she's she's <laughs> she's also my mom. <laughs> so it's a bunch of there's a bunch of different layers to that. That right. was that was that was confusing. Yeah, but yeah. You weren't. You weren't. You weren't. Uh, you weren't always, yeah. You weren't always. You you used. You said you used to write for a uh, uh, feminist blog. I did, and then that was after you came out as transgender. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did it pretty much immediately after. Okay. Yeah. And then, b- b- uh, before when did when did you when did you start like, uh, and, and I want to talk about other things too. But since we're already on the subject, when did you start like feeling? trans if that makes sense oh i mean it's like i've i mean it was like when i was a kid i felt like i was a girl uh-huh. and i didn't have the definitions or whatever it was and then i suppressed it for like 20 something years uh-huh and then it kind of just came in a flash one day when i was listening to a song on the way to work what was the song this is a rilo kylie song it's called science versus romance it's like an indie pop band yeah i don't know and i heard it and i was started singing it and it's my whole life like gets flashed before my eyes and i was like Holy shit! I'm a girl, uh-huh. and everything has made sense. Like why I have like kind of like flowy motions with my hand, you know, and like it's like I like makeup and I like to wear dresses and stuff. And right, and uh, I've always gotten along with women more than men. See, that's me too, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. It's 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 this is so weird to talk about because like it's a feeling. 
Sure. It just sure, makes sure, more sure. it makes more sense to me to say I'm a girl than a guy. Yeah. But as time goes on, I don't know if either definition works for me. So I might actually be non-binary. Uh-huh. But I'm just like I'm too lazy to do another coming out thing. Sure. <laughs> I'm also like <laughs> I'm also I'm I'm also pot committed, you know, and like in right. poker you're pot committed like I've gotten so much success from, from being a trans woman uh-huh. that at this point like <laughs> to, 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 to do anything you different can't pull the plug I can't yeah I know I've it's over man yeah it's over for me I'm just like going to be a trans woman forever. No, that sounds awful, but I'm I'm being facetious. I'm a trans I, woman stuck in a non-binary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's really funny. Um, I know I might be, but I don't know. After a while, like for me, it's like gender is a silly thing. Yeah. Like I don't mean being trans is silly, even though it is silly. But being cisgender is also silly. It's just silly, you know, like gender as itself as as an idea. Everything relating to sex is silly. Yeah, it's just very silly to me. So like, I I try to have fun with gender. Like, if you listen to my comedy, I talk about being trans a lot. But it's always like, oh, she's about to make a serious point about being trans, and then it just takes a left turn, and it's like she's just making fun of it. Like, right? Like that. That's not where I. I have a joke about um, like uh. I have a small penis, and I'm hoping that if I get the surgery, I'll, I'll get the half off discount. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, people say like people say like, don't make fun of chopping off dicks, and it's like I I just fucking did. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? It's fucking weird that you know I'm I want to chop my dick off. That's a fucking weird thing. I'm gonna say it's not wrong, but it's weird. Right. You know, and it's like it's okay that it's weird. I I I don't like it when we treat everything like it's normal, because like normal is subjective anyway. Sure. Everything is weird, right? So yeah. like so like it's weird that I want to do that, but it's also like it's okay that it's weird. I think weird is okay. You know what I mean? Like it's just weird unorth- is more interesting. Yeah, so that's how I feel about it. And that's why I make so many jokes about it. Yeah. And it's also your life. You should be making jokes about it. It's, I also th- a, it's an interesting thing about you that yeah. I also think that like um we should embrace what makes us unique instead of trying to be the same as everyone else. Right. Tra- I, w- I wish more trans people would do that. Like um, be your be so you that even other trans people go like I don't fucking get you, right? That's yeah. kinda, that's kind of what I would I would love other trans people to do, right? Well, I think I th- I think I th- I, the 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 trans people that I'm friends with they all have their own. I feel like they have their own identity as well as they're all a part of the LGBT community. Yeah, but they have their own identity separate of yeah that yeah. too. Yeah. And I think, I think I mean we already talked about it, but I think it's just it seems like it's a really hard thing to balance out. Yeah, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be a certain way and to behave a certain way and think a certain way. Uh, yeah. So I'll put it to you like this: like, right. the more successful I get, the more sellouty I feel. Sell outy? Like I sell out. I'm selling oh, out. Oh, sell out. Yeah, I'm I'm not just selling out the trans community, I'm selling out my integrity. And um this is something that I I found out about myself that I don't like about myself, but it's true. I am really good at selling out and I don't care. <laughs> right? And I should care, but I don't. Like when I started working with more famous comedians, right. I went through my entire Facebook from the for the for the past like five years and I scraped every bad thing I said about every famous comedian because <laughs> I used to talk shit on every famous comedian because right. that's what I did I was, I was a shit talker and you know what 
I don't care how famous this guy is. He's a fucking hack, and this special sucks. And you know, I watched the new Netflix special, and it wasn't good. And all of my friends who are saying that he's good are kissing his ass, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm working with this guy, and he's my friend. And I'm like, oof, gotta go back and delete these <laughs> things. This guy's fucking funny, you know. And I'm really good at selling out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I I don't know. I, I don't like that about myself, but I it's what I am. I mean, it's uh, here's here's what I will say. I like that you can admit it. Yeah, there's nothing worse than someone who's sold out who uh, still thinks that they're fucking uh, uh, DIY and fucking yeah didn't sell out. Yeah, and, you know I can't wait to sell out completely. I mean, I can't, I can't wait, wait to ha- <laughs> I can't wait to have something to sell out for. Yeah, <laughs> no, I really can't wait. Like if, if I become really super famous and I just sell out, oh man, I God, I'm making that money, and then all of a sudden I'm like in the and um, I have this this really narcissistic vision of myself where it's like, wow, she's so funny. It doesn't even matter that she's trans, but she's trans. She's so funny. Maybe other trans people are funny. Maybe yeah. other trans people are friendly. Maybe other, and like I, I help out the community that way. Yeah. I think that's a great way to help out the community. I mean, but that's also very yeah. egotistical of me saying like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be so famous that people are going to like trans people because of me, you know, I th- everything, everything we do in comedy is egotistical. Yeah. This podcast is like <laughs> I'm going to get a, me and a friend yeah. to record a show where we just talk and yeah. then strangers will just listen to it. <laughs> and they will. And when they don't, I get upset. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredibly egotistical. Yeah, that's true. Y- y- you know, yeah. uh, like there's ego, there's e- there's fucking ego and all this. This L.A. is just one j- big sissy bubble of ego. Yeah. Did I say this on the podcast or earlier when I said that? The celebrities at the historical roast. Oh was, yeah, no, I, was, I don't think that was on the show. I, I, I was instead of being starstruck by them, I was annoyed that they didn't know who I was. Which I think is so funny. It's <laughs> like, hey, why didn't Michelle Wolf say hi to me? Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> um, were you so, that yeah. way as a kid too? What? Were Were you that way as a kid? Were you like? I always thought that I was like the, the, like I, I always thought that I myself was kind of a piece of shit. Uh-huh. But I always thought that my abilities were like. I'm the best in the world. Sure. So it's like the best and the worst. Like I'm very all or nothing thinking with that. Uh huh. It's it was always a little bit a little bit grandiose for lack of a better word. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, I always thought that like no one is more memorable than I am, or nobody's as original as I am, or whatever. But then you'd also go, but I'm also a piece of shit. <laughs> but I'm also a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. No, I get that. I think I, I have a similar thought pattern a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. It was, uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's nice to be able to, like, wouldn't you feel worse if you were pretending that that's not how you, you, you know, in terms of, like, uh, the, the, uh, the, e- the ego shit you were talking about? Yeah. It would be worse to be like, yeah, there's no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've never sold out. I, I'd never said those things on Facebook. Like, yeah. wouldn't that feel worse to live? Because I've met plenty of people who are that way. I don't like false humility. Yeah, I, I, I wish that more people. I think that, um, I think that, um, humility is like a a white thing. You really? Know? Yeah, I think it's like, like there's an episode of of a show called Mad Men, where uh, it's like a show set in the '60s. And um, the main character, Don Draper, he's talking about um, Muhammad Ali. Uh-huh. And he's like, he scoffs at his name, like, he's talking about Cassius Clay. His real name is like, he goes, Muhammad Ali. I mean, look at his opponent. And it's like, quiet. Doesn't doesn't speak up. You know, like, 
if you're good, you don't have to say that you're good. And then Muhammad Ali like beats the shit out of that guy <laughs> and wins, you know? So it's like it's almost like making fun of that attitude of like, if you're good, you don't have to say that you're good. It's like who the right. fucking if you're like if you are good and you don't say that you're good, you know what you're doing is you're letting all the hacks that are saying they're good who are shitty, you're letting them monopolize bragging. Uh-huh. And I think people who are good should just come out and say I'm I'm fucking good so that they can take some of the some of the you know braggadociousness back. Right. Um I see what you're saying. I I'm horrible at saying I'm good at things. I Yeah, I I, I, I know. I know. I know and you and you are good. And that sucks that some hack is going to say that they're good and you don't get to. Why? That's yeah, but but I don't I don't feel the need to either. It's like I feel like people will celebrate will yourself. But I don't feel good when I do that. Oh, really? It's the best, dude. <sighs> you I know, feel awful. You know, you know, like you know how people say, like, if you if you say you killed, then you didn't kill. And I, and I always want to be like, no, I fucking killed, and I have audio recording of it. I'll I'll show it to you. Yeah, they're they're. <laughs> they're <laughs> you know what it is? Is there are certain comics who say that you go if if you yeah that. There, there are people that pertains to, but no, I've seen you fucking obliterate. You know? Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, if I go on Facebook, yeah, I fucking killed tonight. Yeah, like why not? Like if if you're not having that kind of fun, well, why are we even doing this? Yeah, that's how I look at it. See, I just enjoy I enjoy the the experience in the moment of like killing. Oh, okay. And then, but like, you know, I I feel I feel like talking about it and like. On rare occasion, I can if it, but most of the time, I just I feel I feel like I'm lying, even if I'm telling the truth. If I'm telling people, like I'm, I I start to think that they are gonna think I'm lying. Yeah, and then I go down the spiral of being very anxious. Yeah, about it, and so I just I don't enjoy. But see, so I balance it out, and I also tell people when I bombed. Yeah, <laughs> which I, see, which I, I have no problem telling people that. Yeah, but see, that, see, if you have, if you're doing one, you should do the other. Because everyone will believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I think people will believe that you killed more if you say that you also bombed, so you're not delusional. Oh no, I tell people what I bombed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I also have just I have way too high, I think, uh, standards for myself. Where I'll I'll get off stage and people will say good set. I'll find out later that they're genuine, but I I'm the kind of person who just very much shuts down if everything did not work the way I was. Yeah, I, 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 that happens to me, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, and a lot of times for the for the room, it's like, oh, that was good. But in my head, I was like, yeah, but I know what it can do. Yeah, yeah. If I get, like, a B performance for, like, a crowd that could have given me an A+, plus, right. I, I treat it like I got an F. Yeah. No, I... I get, I get that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm this... And I've gotten better about it. I used to. There's my parents says there's little. You can see little holes in the wall from where I punched it because <laughs> I was mad after yeah. you know a set at fucking Anchor Bars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No yeah. consequences. Workout rooms. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. No. I used to absolutely. Yeah, I've calmed down a lot That's over the good. last couple of years because it used to be it used to be like <laughs> almost a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You you were you were you ever angry? Oh my god. Um, because I, I you're you've never been you've always been very kind of laid back, mm. except for online. I mean, in person. Well, you're very different <laughs> online. I'm I, not talking about online Robin. I'm talking no, about in person no. Robin. Well, online Robin has really calmed the fuck down. You know, right? Um, I'm medicated now. I'm on like mood stabilizers and stuff. Right. But before then, I dude, there's a dent in my car that I because I punched it because like. 
I was trying to back my car out and like they were cutting trees down and I, uh-huh. thought, I, I thought I was stuck. So I just went and I punched my car and they just looked at me and they're like, you can still back out. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, I just fucking put, and there's a dent on the side of my car, you know, on the door from me punching it so much. The thing that you lift in the middle of the car is broken because I punched it so much. There is a hole in my old apartment that I, I punched a hole in the wall because a Bernie Sanders supporter told me to go outside more. <laughs> I fucking punched the wall and I <laughs> there's a big hole in it. I had to cover it up with a Kurt Vonnegut poster. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny. That's that's how angry I used to be. I used to it, be a really it, angry. It it only would have been funnier if it was a Bukowski poster. <laughs> that's the only thing. Yeah. What what were you what 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 were you mad about, or it was just anything it's would just set you off? Generalized anger, man. Like yeah. it's just like you know when you're mad a lot it, and you don't know why. It's because you don't either. You don't like yourself, or you just can't accept that shit happens. Right. Uh, like there's it, there's fucking traffic. I'm fucking gonna be late. You know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Did it help? Did it help? Well, I want to talk about you because you're so different. You. I feel like you've changed so much just in the last, like, uh, five years I've known you. Five yeah, plus cha- years. I've changed a lot, yeah. When I first met you, you you were you were Robert. Yeah. You had different hair. Yeah. Uh, you only talked about wrestling. Yeah. You weren't really into, into, into politics. Like, you, had, you were very different during that phase of your life. Like, what, what was that the more, because you said you get bored... Easily was that kind of phase of you just a phase as well, or was that? Um, I've always been like interested in politics, but it was until I met my girlfriend Kate when she started asking me questions about how I felt about being an Asian American in America. You know, uh-huh. she started asking me like, "How do you feel about this political issue? Like, do you feel like this?" Uh, and I would get so mad at this is another anger thing I had. I just get so mad at her, and I would just say, "Don't fucking ask me that. I don't have any opinions on that." Right. And then she um, kept pushing me. And then I would say, oh, you want to know how I fucking feel? And then I would do a monologue about how I felt about it. And I would just get so mad about, like, how I was treated as an Asian American. Right. Like, wh- like what? Um, people assuming that you're not funny. People assuming that, like, sometimes I'll tell someone a joke. And then they'll explain the joke back to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> the one that told you the fucking joke, you know? That's so like, 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 it's like, it's so condescending, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um and I would talk about that kind of stuff and I would get really mad and I'm like this is why I don't talk about this stuff because I get too fucking mad. Right. But then she's like, but you have like feelings about it. Yeah. So you should talk about it. And then so I started talking about it a lot. Right. And it became like this addiction. And uh-huh. um, talking about it is good, but then I got addicted to being oppressed. Right. And, uh, and, so, and then like so like I got to the point where what does that mean? Um, it means like. Uh, there was a day, and I realized when this is when I realized I got bad. When I was like, I don't have any material. I wish that someone was racist to me today, so that I could talk about <laughs> something, you know. And I'm like, that's a fucking terrible thing to to say and think. Yeah, that was kind of when I realized like I need to kind I need to kind of calm down a little bit and stop. Even though I'm right, and even though I'm like these things I'm saying are true, I'm looking for it now. Right. And um. And yeah, and then I got it. I, yeah, I got. How I did got you? Look, what was you? What was like the the? Because you obviously had you, you. You go. Oh, that's bad. But when you realize that was your first thought, how did that fucking feel in that moment? Oh, I just felt. I just felt dirty. You know, I just felt like, man, I'm. 
I'm looking to be miserable and that's not cool. Right. I remember the you know like me on Facebook, man. I remember the first time I got a, a taste of being controversial. Uh-huh. And I was uh, I was uh, like really angry on Facebook for many years and I've isolated many friends because of it. Right. It was because somebody kept talking about the founding fathers. Uh-huh. And I guess I I wrote the founding fathers are overrated, you know. I guess I guess to fuck with this one guy. Sure. And he got mad at me, he blocked me. I got oh, I got blocked by somebody, <laughs> you know. And then I wrote a Facebook status that said um Oh, I wrote a Facebook status that said that the founding fathers are overrated. I I'd like to apologize because they're actually underrated in their slave owning abilities. <laughs> right. That was the first controversial status I ever wrote. I got so, I got so much hate from somebody, uh-huh. and I was like, "This is awesome! <laughs> I could just be a piece of shit on the internet, and people would give me attention." And then I I seeked out that attention for way too many years. Uh huh. It's addicting to like know that you can stir shit up. Right. And I, I, I stopped recently, I think, because I'm medicated now. Yeah. Do you think that had most to... Mo- did, did, is that mostly why you, you stopped? Did it take the meds, basically, to realize that you had become addicted to that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I used to write feminist blogs, right, uh-huh. after I came out. And I stopped that. Because, like, writing feminist blogs, I actually, like calm down i i when i came out i kind of calmed down a little bit at first uh-huh. uh and i started writing these feminist blogs and and um and they were about how to how to live life correctly and all that stuff mm-hmm. and about it was a very tr- uh love trump's hate kind of stuff right and i wrote a i wrote an article about how trump is going to lose so bad because the bullies can't win uh-huh and then he fucking won and then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Cause yeah. Because I was wrong. And then I got really angry again. And I'm like, these people don't respond to love. They respond to hate. Uh-huh. And then I got super angry again. And then that, and then after a while, I needed to get help. And then that's when I got, I got medicated. And yeah. I, that's when, and I stopped doing it. So it was, it was, it was because you wanted, because you wrote that article uh, about yeah, it. Yeah. And also, like, I just looked back and, like, sometimes like phases in your life I feel like you're trying to fit into some clothes and the clothes fit for a while and then you kind of outgrow it or it doesn't fit anymore so like that phase of my life writing feminist blogs was like it was a cool period in my life for I made some good friends and stuff made some good money um but ultimately I feel like it wasn't me because at the same time I, I started doing roast battle yeah so I'm like writing a feminist blog about not being problematic, and then I'm doing the most problematic show I can. I'm doing both at the same time, and I'm like, I need to choose who I am. I can't be both. Yeah. Did and you feel? Did you feel like a hypocrite a little bit? I was absolutely being a hypocrite. But did you, and you, you you felt that? How yeah. long? How long was that? Because I don't, I don't read. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> so I, I would, don't know. It, the overlap was like a year. Okay. Yeah. Did people who read your blogs find out you did roast battle? Yeah, they didn't like it. Yeah, what did what did they what did they say when they Well, they said comedy is about they asked me a comedian they're like, "Do you know what punching up and punching down is?" And I just went, "Do not give me the punching up punching down <laughs> speech." You know, like because I feel like it's too simplistic to say you should always punch up and never punch down, you know? And I think that's a good goal to have. Right. But I think that like I don't think you should think about punching up or punching down. I think you should think think about punching the right target uh-huh. and whatever that is 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 it you know and 
Um, if you th- if you worry too much about am I punching up or punching down, then you you're more worried about being right than being funny. Sure. And so when I realized like that's not making me a good comedian to do this, then I was like, I'm I choose being a good comedian over being right. Yeah. Yeah. That no, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I and I, I think about that too, and I have much less stakes. Where I'm like, I never want anybody to, especially because I like uh, I like fuck I like fucked up jokes. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I know you do. I and, really do. Yeah. And that's one thing is like I I think this joke is hilarious. It's a it's a good joke, and sometimes like I don't want people to misinterpret. Yeah, I have that too. What I'm set. What I'm. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I just want to tell a joke. I don't want people to think that I fit into this or that or yeah. What, you know what I mean. Um, I had it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it then and at the end of the day, I do it. I just try to do it a place in the set where I can kind of transition into. You know, I, I I enjoy saying a jarring thing and then kind of bringing them back, bringing it into an actual like a, almost almost not a one liner, but just a jarring statement or a jarring one liner or a jarring like 30 seconds and then actually kind of arcing it into what I actually believe and do jokes about. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's sense. a really fun thing to do. Yeah, I'm really careful still about like what I say, even though like I like to break the rules and I like to be provocative. Yeah. There's statuses I won't write now. Like you know, back then I would write anything. Uh-huh. I was just a, a status I really wanted to write, um, and it was people got mad about the last episode of Game of Thrones, right? And I guess r- I wanted to write that um, they couldn't air the last episode of Game of Thrones in Alabama because abortions are illegal there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted to write that so bad, like I, oh that was that that would have gotten me so much hate. And then I'm like oh, I don't want to fucking do. I don't want to. Right. I don't want people to think that I'm making light of abortion or. It's a fucking. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, I think. I think making jokes about things uh, is is a good way to 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 bring something up in a way that makes people. If you can laugh at something, you're at a place where you're comfortable enough to actually talk about it. I f- I see. I feel like that way personally, but again, I don't like to just hurt people. Like I don't like to hurt the wrong people. Right. Uh, people who understand what you're saying, but then they'll read it and they'll be like, "I get what Robin's doing, but wh- why is Robin?" Making life right, yeah, it's not. It's not really on brand, I guess. Yeah, it, it annoys me that I have to do that, but I do. I, I'm, I'm careful with who I hurt. Sure. <laughs> Which is understandable. It's, it's a difficult situation to be in, and I don't. I, I, I have no answers. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know the right thing to the, do. This is how I feel about comedy. I feel like don't try to be right, but also just try not to be wrong. Like uh-huh. try not try not to be outright wrong, but don't also don't try to be right. You know and what I mean? Like is like I feel like you should just try to be original. Say something yeah. that say something that no one has, has has ever said before. Yeah. Um. So like, there's a lot of left wing comedy nowadays that is like very like woke. You know, like um blah, and Trump is Russi- Russian Russian. Right. You know, and everyone laughs and claps or whatever. And everyone thinks like, oh, do you want right wing comedy? It's like, no, fucking Nick DiPaolo came out with a special. It's all right wing bullshit. Yeah. Same thing. It's just the opposite wing. Like, I think Doug Stanhope is a perfect example of someone who uh, says provocative things, but he says it. He says something I never thought of. Right. I think that's the goal of of every comedian. I I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it also boils down to like what you what people have experienced is you know, individuals as well. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's what's really interesting to me is experiences that, and it's definitely the least universal kind of comedy, but, like, 
you you I like you know talking about the experience of going from you were you were you were before you were trans like you were you were uh were you a men's rights activist I, I kind of was uh-huh. not on purpose you didn't affiliate with that group no I didn't I, I didn't like I mean I didn't like those guys but I like really empathized with them uh-huh it was like when I was still a virgin it was before I met Kate uh-huh um and uh, I was really bitter towards women. I I uh, didn't like. I got rejected a lot. Yeah. Know? Um. And uh, did you put yourself out there a lot? I did. Yeah. And I came on too strong. I just be like, I really like you, and I'm falling for you. You know, and it's just like a friend of mine. You know, like I I used to do that a lot. Yeah. And then I was like, I was reading a self help book because my friend was like, "Do you want to be miserable your whole life?" And that for some reason really resonated with me. So I I bought a self help book. And had this exercise called empathy exercise. And I'm like, I don't know what empathy is. Uh-huh. Um, I know what sympathy is. I don't know what empathy is. And empathy is like, is like, okay, think about someone you hate. And I thought about uh, my ex-girlfriend. I said, okay, now write a paragraph from her point of view. And she's talking about you. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. And then as I'm writing from her point of view, I thought to myself, wow, I suck. <laughs> That's why she left me. Do you do you remember what you wrote? Um uh it was about Robert. It was like Robert just won't take no for an answer and he he just keeps on trying to get back together when I say no and it's like uh I wish that he um had more going on in his life than just liking me. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote that I'm like, "Oh my god, I su- I have nothing like all I have to offer her is I like her." Yeah. What do I have to bring to the table? And right. when I when I when I when I wrote that, I instantly just stopped being like a men's rights activist. Yeah. And then I started going. I'm gonna work on myself, and I'm gonna figure out what I can bring to the table to the next girl. Yeah. And then almost instantaneously, I started getting phone numbers, and I started just talking and being more confident. Right. And, yeah, I'm funny and I'm a good comic and, you know, do that, like do that, more of that. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then I stopped being a men's rights activist. It just took that one letter. It yeah. just took a little bit of reflection, really. Yeah, right. But empathy is like if you n- if you've never done empathy and you do it for the first time, it's like <laughs> a real kick in the ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see that. I, 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 I've, I would see I was trained very young to be very uh, empathetic towards other people. Oh, really? Where I think it's actually in some cases done the opposite where people will kind of run me over because I'm too understanding right (laughs) of where they're at yeah and I almost you know what's weird is sometimes I think I lack empathy for myself (laughs) yeah if that makes sense which is not what empathy is I think Maybe that's just what uh, I, I don't. I, that could just be self-esteem. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but uh, yeah, no, it's that's uh, that. What? Um, I f- sorry, I kind of, I kind of brain farted there, it's but okay. yeah, no, that's uh, it's it's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of moments you've had where it's just kind of like. All you did was think about it for a second. Yeah. Or you felt something, you go, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And you've kind of just changed directions for the better. It yeah. seems to be a repetitive thing where you have Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've been depressed like for my most of my life and then I got medicated and all that stuff. And then I moved back to uh Garden Grove. 
uh-huh. um, in Orange County, in the back house of where my parents live. And um, it didn't occur to me, and it was so obvious now looking back, like, maybe I'm depressed because I moved back home. And I'm like, no, it can't be. It can't be environment. It, it's my brain. It's this and that. Let me take more pills. Let me go to more therapy and all that stuff. And now what? I moved to L.A. three days ago, and uh, I'm like the happiest I've been in maybe my whole life. Like, yeah. <laughs> so Kate Kate is reading this um, thing about uh, – uh, I mean, she's listening to an audio book about good habits. And uh, I, I guess in it, it's about um, environment is really important. And um, there are these people from the Vietnam War who were uh, addicted to heroin, like really yeah. addicted to heroin. Yeah. And then when they came back, they kicked the habit completely, just cold turkey. It's like, dude, that's heroin. That's like the most addicting thing ever. Yeah. All they had to do was change their environment. I I never I never heard about that that that's a true story. Yeah. That How was this one person or there's like a bunch? I of think people? I think a bunch of them. Really? Yeah, that's what she told me. I don't know. I'm this is secondhand from someone who read an audio book. No, that makes a lot of sense. That that just made me think about a bunch of things in my own in my own shit. But sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You, and you then were so making a point with that. No, yeah. and then I'm just like I'm living in a place where I'm and now I'm close to where I work, which is comedy. Right. And uh, I can just take a lift instead of driving. It's a city, so I can like, go outside and there's people. It's yeah. Not the suburbs, you know? And yeah, and it just took get, getting out of my environment. And so, like, I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself in the past three days. I've done more in the past three days than I have in months in Orange County. Yeah. I wake up early, unpack the boxes, did laundry, went to the store, cooked, went to the comedy store. Like, that would have been a whole week for me back then. I did it in one day. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. You learn a lot about yourself if you just kind of allow yourself to keep changing. Right. Uh, I think that if people who are set in their ways, it's like a really dangerous way of living life, especially people who refuse. Like, I'm never going to change my mind about something. You know, when people think yeah. that it's like, well, leave open the possibility. Like there there can be a few things that I'll never change my mind about. Like Nazis are bad. That's something that I'll always right. believe, right? <laughs> yeah, <But> sure. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, you can't be uh, super empathetic about everything. But for the most part, I have opinions, and they could all be wrong. Everything I said about trans people in this podcast, I can look back maybe in a year and go like, "Wow, I was wrong about all of it." Right. And I would be completely okay with that. Yeah. No, that's. I. I mean, I think that's that's a healthy that's a healthy place. To be, I for a long time I didn't believe that people could really change because there's a difference between like changing opinions and changing thoughts and 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 adapting the situations, and then there's just like the patterns, yeah, of of who you are and stuff. And yeah. I don't know if th- for a long time I didn't believe that that could change in people. You you believe it now? I'm trying to. I mean, that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> I I believe that I am a living example that you can change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean and yeah, no, you've changed you've changed quite a, quite a bit. And maybe th- now I'm more just like now I'm like, well, wh- why why is it that some people change and some people don't? I think you know, that's a really good question. I don't know. I remember when I first started going out with Kate and um she chose me, you know, and she had other people who wanted to go out with her. Yeah. She chose me and I just asked her one day, I'm like, why, why the hell did you choose me? You know, I had low self-esteem and she said, um, because you actually try and it means so fucking much to me. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I think you have to work on it. Yeah. 
And if you don't, if you, if you're if you're stubborn, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Some people are stubborn, so they don't change. Um, right. And also, like, th- there's a self-esteem thing where some people think that um, what like, I made a mistake, therefore I am a bad person, which is yeah. a, which is a mistake to think. It's like I made a mistake, like all humans do, because humans make mistakes, right? If you ha- if you come in with that mindset, then you can admit your mistakes. But if you if you think I made a mistake, therefore I'm a bad person. You avoid admitting you made a mistake because you don't want to admit that you're a bad person. Right. And so when when you do that, then you just stay stuck in your ways forever. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, you you and I hope this doesn't sound the wrong way, but you fucked up a bunch of times. Oh yeah. And you've always kind of been able to rebound and yeah. and adapt. Yeah. And I, th- I, 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 th- and I want you know just that thinking alone because I see that in other people too where. I'm always quick to blame myself for whatever happened. <laughs> yeah, know? right. Like, I don't, I don't usually have a problem with that. Um, but a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to. Uh, know that they're flawed, and there are flaws that I have that I fucking hate about me, and that I yeah. have a hard time bringing up. Yeah, of course. But like, it's. I wonder how much of it is just allowing yourself to be flawed that allows you to change. I think a lot. I think that's like m- maybe all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're admitting your fa- flaws and then like not beating yourself up over it, but making an effort to change. Right. No one wants to hear like, well, I mean, uh, apologies are good, but no one wants to just hear I'm sorry and then you keep doing the thing. Yeah. The fucking apologies are meaningless if you're just going to keep doing the thing. People would rather behaviors change than you saying I'm sorry. Right. So, yeah, that's just work on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes a bunch of sense. I'm going to pause this real quick because I have to pee. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't delete it. I won't. All right, we're, we're, we're back. Okay. Uh, I'm like yeah. looking at the thing. Like if it somehow deleted, and I'm like, oh, good, all that trans stuff I said is <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, you know? Like, uh, are you are you really that uncomfortable saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, not that's that's fine. That's fine. Everything's good. <laughs> say that with less conviction. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to say that in a less convincing way. I'm a little bit scared of the trans community sometimes. That's all. But I'm not scared of them as like they're gonna hurt me. It's just like more like they're so smart. They they know so much more than I do. Uh-huh. So when I'm wrong, I'm going to know <laughs> how wrong I am. Right. And that's all. That's all. That's all I'll say about it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Unless that's you had another question about it. Well, no, it's just it's just interesting that that's it's like that is your community. It's weird that you would be. You know, I relate it, more to the mental health community than I do the trans community or the Asian community. I've even I've even said that to you where I view you more mentally. Ill yeah. Than yeah. You. Yeah. I think that uh, like it. It actually, the mental health stuff has plagued my life way more than any other thing in my life. Uh-huh. What is your diagnosis? I am I have bipolar. Bipolar one or two? I think I probably, the the lesser extreme one. That's two, right? Two, two of you, it's more... Depression? Dep- more, yeah. It's I have more depression. Yeah. And, like, the, the mania barely happens, but when it does, it's... Like, I do stupid shit. Like, I, I go to McDonald's at three in the morning, and I stay up till six, you know, I just... Shit like that. Yeah, but that rarely happens. Yeah, what you? Th- it was actually it wasn't it wasn't that long ago where you were you, uh, we we hung out because you were in a, a weird. Oh, dude, that that was a bad time in my life. Yeah, what was going on? Uh, medication went wrong. Yeah. Um, they gave this fucking psychiatrist. She 
they they replaced my psychiatrist with some uh, other psychiatrist and uh she gave me some antidepressants and uh and then like it made it so that everything was time was moving really slow that that was what was I remember for that me. like oh my god it's only been 2 minutes and it feels like it's been an hour for everything that I did and then um I called her one day and I said hey I read online that um if you give antidepressants to someone who's bipolar then it can really mess them up and she goes oh well I saw you and you did not look bipolar to me <laughs> And I was like, dude, it's in my fucking file. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bipolar. How and many she, times did she see you? One time. That's okay. <laughs> she, Dude, she pushed so many pills on me. Yeah. She's actually still my psychiatrist right now. And uh, she's actually way like when she she actually found the right medication for me. Right. The other one was too far the other way where she was really hesitant to give me any medication. Uh, so like it took me forever to get anything that was working yeah but this one like just let's trial and error trial and error okay that one messed you up let's try another one let's try another one right and so yeah that's that when i saw you that day dude i remember thinking i was never gonna feel better again in my life yeah you were you were you were in a real dark place it was the time stuff and then i know you felt horrible but it wasn't like there was there wasn't a like a thing no it was just yeah nothing no and i remember well um we were I was helping you write jokes, uh-huh. right? And you were working on a joke, and then I was telling you, like, time moves so slow, and every time I look at the clock, it's, like, a different time. And then you went, what time do you think it is now? And I said 5.15, and you went, it's 5.20. And that was, like, the that was like the little hope in my life. Right. When I realized that if I do something that I love, then time speeds up. Yeah. Um, But I don't have that problem anymore. Time is, like, whatever now. But it took, it took a, like, seven or eight months for that to rectify. Uh-huh. It went on for a long time. Yeah, Medica- medication will mess you up, man. If you get the wrong ones, yeah, it absolutely. But it'll also save your life if you find the right ones. Too, yeah, so yeah, no, it absolutely, absolutely. W- that wasn't your first time on it. That wasn't your first med, right? You, no, I. It took me twelve different medications to find the right combination for me. Yeah, I was on a lot of medication. Twelve, and what was the what was the time span? <sighs> Three months. Twelve and three months. Yeah, I just kept on switching them out every week. Like something gave me an allergic reaction. Okay. They make me go crazy. Some some of them give me heartburn. Uh huh. Where I actually like went to like the doctor. Like I have heartburn. My arms and my chest are burning. Right. I thought it was acid reflux, but it was like my medication was just basically going like, dude, stop taking me. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that. Yeah. Twelve and three months is a lot like you had must have very uh severe reactions i did i did it yeah. was it was the worst period of my entire life yeah yeah and what was what was happening where you actually went into get meds what was happening in my life before that when you actually decided to get on the meds oh like why why did i initially yeah. get into it um my life started becoming a black and white um my memories became black and white uh-huh. And I don't know what that means. Uh, it felt like I was already dead. Uh-huh. And uh, I was just repeating the same. It was like I was in hell and I was repeating the same steps every day. Right. And all the memories that happened to me happened in the past and they're all dead memories. Mm-hmm. And there was no future. It was all black and white past. Yeah. And uh, when I was telling people this, they're like, that's not normal. You need to go to a fucking, you need to go to a psychiatrist. Right. And yeah, that's, that's what happened. Like I, I gave up on life. I was in bed all the time. Um, 
smoking pot all day and just in bed all day. Um, I retired by accident, and I was like 29 years old. Re- what do you mean retired? Um, my goal in life was to g- put out a comedy special and then retire. Uh huh. And I thought that I wasn't gonna happen until I was like 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. It happened when I was 29. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, I don't want to do anything ever again. Can I just rest on my laurels? Because I'm t- I'm tired of working. Right. And so when I did, when I was tired of working, I purposely made it so that my life, I would never have to work again. Mm-hmm. And I was just hoping no one would ever notice. But Kate noticed. She's the yeah. one who was like, uh, I've been dealing with this for six months now. And if you don't get out of bed, like it's over between us. It's uh, wait, wait, it's over between us. Oh, shit. And she was right. She put up with it for way longer than she should have. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, and then I got out of bed, and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go to a psychiatrist, and that's and the rest is history. Yeah. And I'm on four different medications right now, but I'm trying to taper off them. How, how much, How yeah, how much, how much, I could only imagine being in, because I, I feel like a, a lot of relationships I've had have failed due to my own mental health. Yeah. But you're in one where somebody is, like, so, so, supportive and stuff and seems to understand yeah did did it did you at least go through a phase where it scared you that that might push her away or because you did you get the diagnosis while you guys were together or was it before that no i got it while we were together when um when she's like you you need to go to a psychiatrist and oh that's when you got diagnosed yeah you get diagnosed officially and uh, I was, I told her, I remember I going to the doctor and being like, I think I might be bipolar. And she goes, let's not self, self-diagnose. And she asked me a bunch of questions. And she goes, well, looks like you're bipolar. And I was like, I fucking told you. Like, I was so happy. You know? <laughs> I went on Facebook. I'm like, ah, fuck everyone. I'm bipolar. I told everyone I'm bipolar. Um, um, and so I was really happy that I wasn't crazy. Like, like it was just a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. No, it's, it's. I've I've felt like, because I've I was you know what's funny I've wanted that feeling before seeing psychiatrists yeah they're like oh they're gonna be like it's this this and this and this that means you're this and I never really got that oh no really why I mean what do they say about you they kept changing their mind and then nothing really sticks oh or no stuck oh and, no uh, and I and eventually I just kind of came to, to terms with like. I don't. It doesn't seem to be. It it seems to be kind of a unique situation I'm going through, and it that's just kind of like the diagnoses are for, you know, the insurance company more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of I feel like is kind of fucked. It is. I think um, diagnoses, or however you pluralize it, is. I used to think like you figure that out and you take a pill and it solves everything, but as time goes on, it's like. It's more like a roadmap of like what is kind of wrong with you, like a ballpark, right? And um, medication is like a a big part of it. But I was talking to my therapist, and he's like, medication might be like forty percent of it, and sixty percent percent of it is you and your habits, right? And I'm like, wow, that's more than half, <laughs> you know. And so like, if you just like without invalidating anyone's feelings or emotions, my my therapist does not talk about emotions and feelings at all like if i come in and i'm depressed he just goes like well what have you been doing yeah you've know, been lying down a lot well don't lie down a lot like he's he's very right. like he's very like by you know like and i'm like oh you don't validate people's emotions he goes i can 
what you're feeling is real. You're diagnosed with bipolar, and you are depressed, and that's and it's hard to get out of bed. However, you have shit to do. Yeah. And um, when he says it like that, it's like, oh wow, okay. And he goes like, the thing is, is that I can, if you want me to, I can just the whole session validate your emotions and feelings. But then I don't think I'd be helping you because you, you're going to walk out that door. You're not going to feel any better. Right. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm, d- I was right, I'm depressed, and then you're not going to not get out of bed, and you're not going to do what you have to do. Yeah. I'm learning a lot about mental health that way. Like, I feel like I was coddled a lot. Yeah. Did that change your perception on your own shit? It it did, yeah. It also, like, living in the gray is what they say a lot, too. Uh-huh. Um, like, if you're, like, I'm like, what if I'm depressed and I don't want to go out? It goes, go out while you're depressed. You can go out while you're depressed. Yeah. I didn't ever looked at it that way. I was like, okay, if I'm depressed and I stay home, so I'm not depressed right. and I go out. And, and that's not, it's not that simple. Because people, um, like, I live in black and white too much. Where like if I'm depressed and I go I'm depressed forever, and yeah. if I'm then if I'm not depressed and I go I finally beat depression forever. Right. And like neither of those are true. You're just gonna kind of live happy and sad, and it's gonna go back and forth a lot. Yeah. yeah. It all it all it all comes in waves. Yeah, it's like a giant wave. And I think for people who do not have bipolar, the waves are smaller, and that's the only real difference. Right. That you have bigger giant swings when you're bipolar. Yeah. No, that makes that makes uh, that makes sense. What what in terms of in ter- you know because uh, you were you were like, I mean you used to never leave the house and shit. Yeah, that's true. And what what you know because he, he brought up the act you know being active and you know uh, discussing your actions more than your emotions. But what else did you change to get up and go out? Yeah. Um. Well, moving to L.A. Um. Yeah, was which big, was, was three a, days ago. Was a, was a big one. Um, I don't know. Just like when he said, "You're it's not going to be perfect, but it like just do it anyway." Right. Um, I started looking at it like it was my job. Yeah. Like it's it's your job, uh, to stay to stay sane enough to do comedy. Yeah. So instead of looking at it like I'm gonna go to the gym, but what's the point? It's like I'm going to the gym so I can be in better shape. So that I can do comedy. I'm going to cook so that I can eat and be healthy so I can do comedy. So when I started looking at it like that, then I started doing more stuff. Like everything I'm doing is work, not just like um, mindless activity. Yeah. And that was that w- just reframing it into, into you viewed it as mindless activity beforehand. It, before it was like, what's the point of doing anything? Right. And, um, yeah, and then just kind of like going, well, the point is that you want to live and you want to do stuff. Yeah. I don't know. No, that I'm makes s- I'm still I'm still figuring it out. That may, no, that makes a bunch of That's the thing. I don't think anyone has it fully figured out. Yeah. You know, you you, you take like bits and pieces and you just kind of like see what sticks. I don't know. I, I yeah. feel like you you live the same way a psychiatrist fucks with your meds in yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> Yeah. Or you throw something out there, you hope it it works. Yeah. And then if not, you change. And sometimes throwing it out there fucking uh, f- fucks you up physically and mentally. Yeah, that's it's right. Y- you know, it's the same exact way. Yeah, I think you're right. You don't you don't see the side effects until later, right? You yeah. You don't know what the side effects are going to be. You don't realize how crazy it is until until later. You know, yeah. you probably look at yourself, you know, old versions of you, and you. 
yo, that's fucking insane that I thought that or felt that way or did a certain thing. I know? think about it all the time. I think about I was I went to a wellness center for like a year. Yeah. And uh, I didn't mean boys while I was going to the wellness center. Right. Which c- couldn't have been a good combination. No, it, it, it actually uh, doing mean boys was something that helped me because doing anything creative makes me happy. Yeah. But it, it's hard for me to do that creative thing because I get so anxious beforehand. But I remember when I was doing Mean Boys, I was really medicated and I was going to the wellness center. I remember thinking, like, I wish that I was on Mean Boys when I was in a better place mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been able to deliver better. Like, I would have been more lucid. Right. Like, I'm really, like, at this point in my life, at this very moment, I would say I'm probably mentally healthier than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm, I'm, I can talk to you like this and not yeah. be awkward and everything. But there was a, there was a period... Um, when I was going to the wellness center all the time and when I was on medication that numbed me when I just couldn't even make small talk to anyone. Like mm-hmm. I, I it was like, Hey, how are you doing? And I go, I'm good. And it would just be awkward. Like, um, someone complimented, complimented my hoodie one day. It's like, Oh, I was trying to figure out what hoodie you had on. It says Eminem on it. And I just went, yep. <laughs> it was just a, it was like a cashier, you know. Right. And I we just stood there awkwardly as Kate was getting money at the ATM, and I just stood there and I was like, "Well, how do people talk?" And this is not that long ago. This is pretty recent. Yeah. Like in the past four or five months, I would say. So like it's been pretty recent that I'm like more lucid and everything. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Because you feel good right now. Yeah, just for right now. Who knows how long it's going to last. Right, but it, I mean, that's the thing is it's going to, you you know, it's, you're going to slip into feeling shitty again. Yeah. And I mean, I always keep in mind, like, the goal isn't to eliminate the shittiness because that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's to make it shorter and less strong yeah. than it was the time before. Yeah. What, when you do hit that dip, what, like, in your head, like, if you were to tell, like, I'm asking you as a friend, do you have any tips to keep it fucking short and keep, you know, man, it's dude, when I'm in, I'm one of the worst when I'm in, when I'm in it, it's bad. Like, um, some people listen to music that cheers them up. Some people go on a walk. Some people do yoga. Um, I just lie in bed and wait. Yeah. And that's like a horrible thing. It's like the worst thing you can do. And that's how I deal with it. Right. It eventually passes. It always passes. That's a, that, that one advantage of having bipolar and not just like depression mm-hmm. is that it always passes. Yeah. It's not the depression that kills me. It's the swings. Yeah. Like that kills me. Like one day I'm happy. One day I'm depressed. It destroys your energy. Yeah. That your en- and you also. And you're more m- the morale. Yeah. It also. You know what it does? It makes me really unreliable. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh. I 100% know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I make plans and I say yes to everything when I'm manic. Yeah. And then the day comes and I'm depressed and I'm like, why the fuck did I say yes to this? Yeah. Happens no. all I, the time. Yeah. No, it happens It happens to me a bunch, too. And I'll, I'll go through streaks where I, I'm, I'm every day I answer emails for an hour a day or send out booking requests and fucking yada, yada, yada. And then sometimes I, you know, I, 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 I'll have... You know, shows and things are going well, and my fucking my entire brain just kind of crumbles into itself. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happens for no reason at all. That's one thing that I'm not- I'm realizing in my life is that sometimes there is a trigger, but a lot of times it's just like your brain didn't produce enough like 
serotonin or something. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times that's one thing I've been doing is I've been realizing. You know what I've realized is because like I've had it's the last year for me has been fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and what I've realized a lot of shit has happened. What I've realized is like, oh, just because it's a bigger deal or a horrible thing or even you could say traumatic thing that you know I want that doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to trigger me right yeah yeah sometimes it's such it's a little it's a little things yeah yeah absolutely that you don't even think about yeah and you don't even realize that are gonna they're gonna trigger you yeah have nothing to do with any of the real shit you're going through it's true and I've started to recognize kind of like the, the 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 cloaked triggers, I guess is how I'd, I'd say them. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know if you've ever gotten to the, where you've you've ever found a trigger and you go, that really sucks. That that's triggering to me. Yeah, it happened. Um, I was hanging out with my mom and my dad, and um, for no reason at all, my dad just goes, "Oh, you know how much money your cousin makes?" <laughs> and he st- it told me, and it. Dude, it depressed me. I I started crying like later that night about how much money my cousin makes compared to me. Uh huh. And I'm like, dude, I'm a failure. Like, I'm not making any money right now. Oh. Uh-huh. And uh, was I, it worse because it was from your dad too? Yeah. Yeah. And that was really recent. That was like a month. Ag- that was a month ago. Right. And um, it sent me through this like really depressive spell. I think for a while, like. You know, it's just like it triggered a lot of my own, my own insecurities. Like, you're not doing anything with your fucking life. You're not making any money. You know, your girlfriend has to support you. Everything you do, you're not self-sufficient. You know, and I just like I just kept going on and on and on. Um, but then like I had to learn like beating yourself up is not going to make it better. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. So if you want to fix that, then you got to do stuff. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's. I think that's a lot of it. Is just doing stuff and avoiding the triggers. And what is your what is yours? The, your weird trigger. Oh, like you. Oh, uh, you you know what I I've realized I've realized anything involving uh like uh um and I think I've always kind of known known this. I've I have a I have a bunch and I'm still figuring them all out. But one that I just I think I always kind of knew. But didn't wasn't really ready to acknowledge any kind of uh, verbal. Well, it was anything involving uh, uh, a uh, like a meaningful connection, especially a uh, you know like if any sort of anything involving uh, meaning. Yeah, like romantic connection. Oh, okay. Is it gets very spirally for me? Really? Sometimes. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, very much so. Wow. And it's like, it's like, it's a kind of a, and I, I realized that like very recently and it, it, it like it realizing that on top of it was just as much of a, bu- you, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, just, yeah, y- y- you know, but I've been, it's so weird to me where it's like, I don't know. I lost a very good friend this year. I have, you know, I've, yeah. I've 49 cents to my name right now. All of those things, like it's fine, and then one other thing will just fucking, yeah, weirdly spiral, you know. Um, and it's not, uh, it's not something you, you. It's never the thing. It's never that big thing that you think is gonna no, fuck you up, right? Yeah. No, you know, it, it, and it's a difference from like things making y- you sad and things fucking like. Uh, 
like creating a spiral. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's, it's weird, you know, and I have, I have other ones too, but that was, that was one I realized recently and it's like, all things, I mean, that's, you know, I don't, I don't want to get, get, you know, I don't know, I don't know how, I still don't know how to get too into it, but if that makes sense, but like, Yeah. yeah, I just like, uh. I I'm very I avoid I avoid connecting with people in a meaningful way. Wow. Uh like in a in a romantic, romantic way, right? Yeah, yeah. And then if when that does start happening, even if it's good, yeah. I don't I start very much I I mean start very much become very self-destructive. Do you uh, do you ever heard of Brené Brown? No. She she does like TED Talks and stuff about vulnerability and and shame and stuff like that. And she had a term. It was like you're like um, dress rehearsing for a tragedy. Uh huh. Is that what you're kind of doing? It's like when you're when you're like uh, connecting with somebody, you kind of think when is this going to go bad? Is, is I assume it will a lot of times. Yeah. Is that why you're it's triggering for you? You think? No, I think it's I think it good. I honestly I think it has a lot to do with the mental health stuff for me. Oh wow. Okay. Because I and people forget this about me. I was. You know, between ages fourteen and eighteen, I was I, I went to a psych ward eight times. That's know. a lot. Uh, you know, and then I lost count in adulthood. Wow. Okay. Had multiple, you know, multiple suicide attempts. Yeah. And they for a little bit they thought I was schizophrenic, and it was you know, uh, and I, I I wasn't, but a lot of the things I kind of told myself like I should not. You know, there's so many stories about, uh, you know, uh, any sort of, you know, domestic violence or, or, you know, people who were raised with by parents who were mentally, you know, yeah, any sort of like I was just like that doesn't, you know, I never want to be one of those people. So even though that doesn't and honestly, the the nurses and doctors I talked to about it kind of were like, "Eh, it's not a bad idea. (laughs) Like they weren't. Yeah. 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 Me kind of having that attitude, uh, and even you know, um, and I think that had a lot to do with it. So I think I just kind of have a lot of walls from that kind of era. In it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You don't want to quote unquote put someone through that, right? Yeah. Well, I also, I mean, I, Friends is still new to me in a lot in a, in a lot of ways because I was definitely, I definitely, you know, uh, pushed. I put up a lot of separation between me and a lot of uh, uh, friends and acquaintances for a very long time because the plan in my in my head for a while I was like oh I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make sure I'm dead by this certain age yeah so and that was due to delusion yeah it was like by twenty by twenty six you better be dead because if you don't the time portals are gonna get (laughs) yeah right you know yeah. so I think I think that's why it causes you know a lot of, but the way it manifests feels silly if that makes sense. Where it's, it's yeah, it's connect you know, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, does it? I don't yeah. know if it does. It makes sense, you know, like you think that something big is gonna trigger it, and it's something that you it shouldn't trigger. Things should, going know. good or things going bad is very easy for me. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way. I'm I'm actually waiting for the the shoe to drop. Yeah, because I'm doing so well right now. I'm like, when is it gonna go bad? You know, right? What, well, it was it was bad. You said that just a few months ago. R- 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 keep riding it, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's one thing I, I think. I think uh, comedians, especially, I think a lot of people, but I think comedians especially, is the you put you put your value on happiness on attaining a certain thing or achieving a certain thing or yeah. making a certain amount of money. Uh, and it's so funny when you see people actually uh, get there because they get there and they just have fucking meltdowns because they realize it has right. nothing to do with their happiness, yeah. nothing to do with their self-worth. I'm trying to um, keep busy right now and looking at it like, like let's say hypothetically somehow this podcast gets deleted and uh-huh. it never gets released. You keep bringing that up, which right. I find very funny. It's, it's happened before like for yeah. me, you know, and let's say that happens, right? I wouldn't. I would not be upset. Right. I I, I would have back been back then. I've been like, oh, oh, people wasting my time. People didn't hear it. It's like, well, I'm. I did something creative today. Yeah. And uh, it's about the process of doing something creative. Right. And I realize now that when I do something creative and I'm keeping busy, I'm. It's harder for me to get depressed because I don't have time to think about it. Yeah. He's doing what I love. There's a lot of reasons to feel depressed if you. Yeah. Looking for them, yeah, and uh, I was like a fr- it was Connor actually it was quoting somebody that said, "Don't be a factory, be a no, don't be a warehouse, be a factory, yeah, or don't be a factory, be a, you know whatever, and I was like, oh shit, I'm like a warehouse, right, like oh, look at what I made, everyone, and I'm not gonna stop making things now, you no, know, just keep on fucking churning shit yeah. out, and so that's why I'm hoping that I can do in l a you know, um, yeah, you absolutely can, yeah, you absolutely can. Is that the what's 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 the next big goal? Because last last time I think we talked, you're like, well, I have the special, so I'm gonna warehouse this, <laughs> and that's uh, hang my hat, retire my jersey. Yeah. Well, the next big thing is Clusterfest. Yeah. And uh, it's gonna be it's the biggest show I've ever been booked on. It's in San Francisco, and uh, I'm doing three different dates. I'm doing 21st, 22nd, 23rd of June. Uh huh. And I'm uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what I'm doing. Um, okay. But um, w- at least one of the shows is going to be in front of like eight to ten thousand people. Wow! And uh, everything I'm doing right now is to prepare for that. Yeah, I mean that's a great thing to fucking prepare for. Yeah, and so I don't. I'm kind of worried about what's going to happen after, because after I got on TV, and it's a silly thing to complain about. Everything got really boring afterwards. I stopped cooking food. I stopped. You know, like I was like, I was on fucking television. Why am I making fucking pad thai? Right. right now, you know. So I'm g- I'm worried about what's gonna happen after. I'm like I gotta remember to keep busy after that. Yeah. And find out, you know, figure out what else to do. Yeah. No, you should try to try to line up the next thing right now. You should go on a tour, a stand-up tour. You know, I've never thought about doing that. Really? Yeah, because I don't like traveling, and um, I was worried I don't have the stamina. But the past couple of days, I've realized I have more stamina than I think, and maybe I should think, think, you know, look you into do doing that. W- from my from my experience, I gain stamina on the road because there's no time to to withdraw. be tired. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're spending time sitting in cars and stuff. Yeah, but like, I I I think it's I, I mean it's like to me it's like I after every tour I'm physically destroyed, but yeah. mentally feel better. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think you should. Maybe maybe I'll do a podcast. Yeah, fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd do something. Do yeah. it. Make a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, follow follow Robin's new podcast. What's it gonna be called? I don't know. Um, Monday Night Robin. It's gonna be Monday Night Robin. It's gonna be about wrestling. Hell yeah! Instead of Monday Night Raw. Hell yeah! Is uh, there is there anything else you'd like to plug? Um, just follow me on Twitter and Facebook, Robin Trans Zero Four. And uh, 
What else, what else is going on? No, everything that I've... I think Clusterfest is the big yeah, one. Yeah, go to Clusterfest. Yeah. Um, everything else is like... I'm just really happy to be in uh, L.A. I I'm really happy you're up here. I'm, I'm glad re- we get to hang out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Thank you for doing the show. Yeah, Robert. thanks for having me, man. Yeah. All right. How do you... F-